Hello, friends. It is Brandon Warren, and we are here with another Locked on Twins short. Now that time has passed, what the heck happened on waivers? We talked about 10 players being available. I even went so far as to power rank them in the last Locked on Twins short. And so basically at this point, teams would put guys on waivers. The team that claimed them would assume the contract and basically if the player's not claimed they stay with the team or or whatever they could be released all of that but again 10 players available this is unprecedented because i've i've never seen anything like it, it used to be the waiver trade deadline now it was just um you know i remember one time where it was a really big deal that uh i think it was the white Sox claimed alex rios from the blue jays if i'm not mistaken but this you know this was the angels kind of going rogue and and basically the rest of uh i guess a couple other teams following suit but with our power rankings carlos carrasco was 10th he went unclaimed jose cisnero was ninth he also went unclaimed dominic leone was claimed by the mariners who he's pitched for before mike clevenger went unclaimed which eh, raises some flags there Hunter Renfro was claimed by the Reds. Randall Gritchick went unclaimed. And I do have a friend who has been kind of trying to crunch the numbers and thinks that, that the fact that Gritchick didn't clear means that the Angels didn't actually reset their luxury tax. I haven't heard on that for sure, but if I do, I will make sure to bring it up. Harrison Bader also claimed by the Reds. And then the top three were Lucas Giolito, Ronaldo Lopez, and Matt Moore. And if you're here now... I think odds are pretty good that you know that all three of those guys were claimed by the Cleveland Guardians. And the way the news came out was kind of funny. It was uh, actually at first, it dropped first that they had uh, claimed Giolito and Lopez, who have actually been traded at, or moved off teams at the exact same time for their entire careers. They were traded from the Nationals in the Adam Eaton trade. They were traded from the White Sox just at this deadline and now headed to the Guardians with both about to hit free agency. So it'd be kind of fun to see if they land in the same place. But yeah, so basically a Guardians team that for all intents and purposes waved the white flag or so more or less surrendered at the deadline. Um, they land three guys basically for free. You know, you had to shell out a bit of cash for them which is never a guarantee with the guards. Um, but and we'll dive into it. I'm not sure if we consider this spite, if we consider it the fact that the Guardians took two of three, that they think they have that window opened up enough, or maybe a little bit of both. Now, before we get into it, let's talk about our friends at FanDuel as they are a sponsor for today's program and uh you know we love we love FanDuel it's it's that time of year where a lot of things are ramping up uh but if you want to get ready for the NFL season just check out the incredible offers from FanDuel America's number one sports book right now new customers can bet five dollars and get two hundred dollars in bonus bets guaranteed plus all customers who bet five dollars will get a hundred dollars off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can be on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 
So it's not so basically to explain the waiver process, it's reversed by um by order of reverse 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 standings. Sorry, easy for me to say. Um but the wrinkle that was in it was that one team could in theory claim all 10. You know, if the A's wanted to be jerks, they could have done that. If the you know, any other team that was not close to contention, Royals wanted to. And so we as we went over, the order was A's, Royals, Rockies, White Sox, Cardinals, Tigers, Pirates, Mets, Nationals, Padres. You know, now we're starting to kind of get closer to teams in contention. Then the Angels, Guardians, Yankees, Marlins, Reds, Diamondbacks, Twins, so on and so forth. We we don't really care about who's behind the Twins for, for this exercise. So Guardians at 12 claim the top three guys on my power ranking. The Marlins were reportedly active, but landed nobody. The Reds were very obviously active, added a couple of right-handed bats. Uh, Diamondbacks also, though, come up uh, miss. You know, they come up empty. So basically, since the Twins and Diamondbacks had the same winning percentage, the Twins would win the tiebreaker claim for the AL players, and then the NL players, the Diamondbacks would win for. So um, in this instance, the top three who I had listed were all AL players. Um, Lopez and Giolito on the Angels, and then more on uh, more on the Angels too, of course. Um, so yeah, that would have been that would have been interesting to see if it had been more of a you know you do a rank choice ballot and say you know we're the Guardians and we want to claim in order Giolito, then more than Lopez or whatever. And then um, you're, you're awarded the first player on your list, and then you loop back around waivers and come back. Now, I've seen a lot of people say, well, that's not fair. Why, why do the Guardians get all three of those guys? Okay, let's assume that they did the um, waiver order like that. So then we're assuming even if the Guardians, I would guess, would claim Giolito anyway, just because I think their bullpen is better than their, um, than their rotation. We would then have to assume that the Marlins, who were told were active, the Diamondbacks, who we were told were active, um, and, and and the Reds especially too. So basically, there's the Yankees, Marlins, Reds, Diamondbacks between the Twins. If the Guardians get their first guy, and let's say it's Giolito, then they get dropped to the back. Now we have to assume then that those next four teams would not have had Lopez, or would not have had Matt Moore on their list ahead of the Twins. So I think the odds of the Twins actually getting any of those guys was minute. But I also think there's something else afoot. I think there might be something else that happened. Because if the Reds rank the outfielders later, we don't, I mean, I don't know. The guys that they would have wanted from the Guardians were claimed ahead of them. So for all we know, that it's possible the outfielders that got to them were their fourth or fifth choices. Um, so if the rule is different, maybe Bader makes it to the Twins, who I, I would assume claimed. But uh, you know maybe their ranked choice would leave them with uh, a reliever, but not Bader, or Giolito, but not Bader. And 
the Guardians got a, a reliever. But either way, um, it did make me curious, like, how it would have been different or how it could have been different. And it's um, it's interesting, but I still think it's kind of like that check swing in the final game of the Guardian series that everybody was up in arms about. Um, you know, I don't think much changes because with that check swing, the ball was behind the batter. Nothing to say of if he actually offered at the pitch because the pitch was past him before he swung. But the runner still comes around and scores if the hitter, and in this case, Naylor, reaches um, via a drop strike three. So, I mean, same kind of deal here. You know, it's like, oh, this would have been nice if it would have worked out the way that I envisioned it, if the waiver order was fair. Um, But chances are the Twins probably lose out either way. We also have our friends from Bird Dogs who would like to share some words with us. I've been wearing mine pretty much nonstop all summer. And I got to be honest with you, they're some of the most comfortable shorts and pants I have ever, ever, ever worn. They make you look good. You can wear these shorts and pants to the gym, to the church, to the park with your kids and you're, you're out playing. You can wear these things anywhere. They look a lot like Lululemon, but they fit way better. Um, they fit like regular shorts, um, but better uh, because they're not made of a stiff, restricting cotton. So they uh, they really hug you in all the right spots. They use anti-stink, sweat-wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all day long. And it's functional, like I said, for any occasion. So if you would like to get on board, go to birddogs.com slash twins or enter promo code LockedOnTwins at checkout. For a free Bird Dogs water bottle with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on twins for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take off your Bird Dogs, we promise you. So we will get to a little Rangers preview here. In fact, it'll be recording immediately after this is posted and recorded. But um, we'll also have a little bit of a postmortem on what was not a very good Guardian series. Now, the thing I want to close with is did the Guardians make these claims? To be petty. I'm hearing a lot of people saying yes, for sure they did. If they had only won one or zero games in the series at Target Field, they wouldn't have done this. And I'm skeptical. Now, I don't like seeing people state it as fact. 100% fact. They did this to be petty. Uh, I also don't like to see the contrary, which could also happen. They 100% didn't do it to be petty. But if we analyze the situation, the Guardians don't usually take on payroll, but they did shed payroll at the deadline. And this is the perfect time to really get a lot better or theoretically better. Giolito struggled. Matt Moore has been terrible the last couple of weeks. Um, The opportunity to improve like this doesn't come around very often. And the Guardians are sitting at 5.6% to win the division and make the playoffs, leaving the Twins with uh, right in the vicinity of about 93 94%. Um, the wins in Minnesota really didn't push the needle that much, about a percentage point each. Twins have 28 games left. If they go 500, again, that means you would need like a 19-8 and eight or 19-9, and 19-10 and finish if you're the guard. So if nothing else... Um, 
win the games you're supposed to and take care of business, and the Twins should be just fine. But from the Guardians' standpoint, 5.6% isn't something to spit on. But then you come back to it, and they traded Aaron Savali, Josh Bell. They traded Ahmed Rosario, got back Syndergaard, DFA'd him already. They basically surrendered and then hung around. They haven't played great baseball since the, the deadline. In fact, they've lost four games in this, or more than that, sorry. Uh, no, actually, I believe it's four games in the standing since then. So I think they're a game or a game and a half back. Um, so part of me leans that, yes, it's petty because it's a month of salary. So I know Matt Moore is making about $7.5 million. Um, I don't know how much Raylo is making, but I would guess it's about five. And Giolito is making uh, a pretty nice chunk of money. But I mean, I, I'm sure it comes down to about three, four, five. Let's see if you got one more. Yeah, probably it, it's for sure less than eight, eight, 10 million. Pretty easy thing to do to try to jilt the twins. But I can't say for sure that they're being petty. Do I think they're being petty? Yes, I absolutely do. But. Yeah, you know what? I, I am going to say I think they're being petty. I'm not going to claim they 100% are. But again, 5.6%. You can take the stand of, oh, we're not surrendering. Well, then what was the trade deadline? When you were closer a month ago. It doesn't really add up. I don't know. Twins can take care of business the rest of the way and make it moot. At which point this will become one of the funniest things that has ever happened in baseball history. It's already one of the worst things because, uh, you know, the, the Angels just shamelessly trying to reset their luxury tax and cut some of the fat with new ownership eventually coming in. Uh, doesn't sit well with me. It's just not really ethically sound. But, um, you know, I, I, I would say if you were going to place anger anywhere, the Angels are much more to blame than the Guardians. The Guardians may be petty, but to me, ethically, ethically, well, I know the Angels are out of the race. Um, I don't know. I just feel like there's some skirting of rules or or ethics here that um, I think, if nothing else, will be addressed in the offseason uh, when the competitive committee comes together to decide if there's going to be any new rules. Hey, thanks for hanging out. This has been a Locked on Twins short. Uh, make sure you're an everydayer. We're going to have a full wrap of the Guardian series coming up here in just a minute or two. And then get you ready to face the Rangers again. Max Scherzer on the bump in the opener. It's going to be a tough one. But for now, thanks for hanging out. This is Locked on Twins.